0: Hey, Tracy Sheriff here. Are you looking to create consistent 10K months with a course or membership? I thought you might be. That's why I partnered with Haley Burkhead, CEO of Recurring Profit, to sponsor this episode. Haley has created a free training that breaks down her exact automated process for creating consistent 10K months. And as a listener of Scale Your Course podcast, she is also giving you exclusive access to her Recurring Profit Roadmap Trello board. Want free access? Go to RecurringProfit.com forward slash automate. When someone is asking questions, they're thinking more deeply about something. And thinking deeply is actually what you want people to do. We don't want people to just necessarily take everything we say and never question us. Yes, you might be an expert, but when people are questioning us, not only does it help stretch their thinking, it helps stretch our thinking. And I've changed my mind several times, well, more times than I can count, based on questions that have been asked or posed by students. Welcome to Scale Your Course. If designing and delivering a scalable course has got you feeling overworked, overwhelmed, and just plain tapped out, you're not alone. I'm Tracy Sheriff, and in this podcast, you'll listen to a combination of solo episodes and powerhouse interviews where we'll share tips, strategies, and insider insights into how you can successfully design and deliver a scalable course. Prepare to reach your next level business goals without compromising your health and wealth with the Scale Your Course podcast. Welcome to another episode of Scale Your Course. I'm excited about this episode. I know I say that a lot, but when I get really inspired... I just like to hit record and see what unfolds. Today's episode is really inspired by a conversation that I've had with a former client, and this isn't at all intended to negate her feelings of success or to shine a light on her in any negative way, but I haven't been able to let this go since this was said to me, and you'll understand in a moment, but as a teacher, as a manager of people, I really want to talk about the value of people asking questions. Not just in teaching and learning, but just in general. I think we need to shift our thinking about questions, because often, when we're engaging with others, especially when we are in a teacher or a coach role or in some role of perceived guidance or authority, the goal is to speak to people in a way that you are clear, kind, and direct. You offer the opportunity for questions, but somehow we take on this negative perception that if someone's asking a question, that we're not doing a good job. So let me take a step back. So I was having a conversation with one of my clients about her current program. And one of the things that she said to me was that she'd actually taken out her coaching calls. Or maybe she hadn't taken them out, but she was wondering if she really needed to include the coaching calls because people weren't coming to the coaching calls. When she reached out to her students, They said that her trainings were so well done that they really didn't have any questions. And she took that on as a compliment. And perhaps it is. I mean, as a teacher, we want to be as explicit as we possibly can. If you're creating a self-study course that doesn't have any connection to you or any additional people supports provided, you want people to get a result. So absolutely, you want to make sure that you're providing clear directions and not leaving any gaps or things open for interpretation. But what about flipping the script a little bit here and thinking about what could it mean that someone's not asking questions or not coming to the coaching calls to ask questions? There's there's other hidden meanings that we could take away from that besides I'm a really good teacher And please, it's quite possible that my client is listening to this podcast episode right now, and I want my client to know that this is in no way intended to be a slight or slant to her view and perspective in that moment in time. But it's something I haven't been able to let go, and I've really been thinking about it quite a bit in my own teaching, because I do have my own students, as well as my own clients, and I have people that I support in a nonprofit organization I have a team that I lead and there's um, questions being asked all day long so it's really got me thinking so here's the thing I'd like us to think about what does someone asking a question offer this is really off the cuff folks I'm actually very unscripted in this particular podcast episode Not that I'm always fully scripted, but today is definitely off script. But what if we thought about people asking questions as an opportunity to engage? If people don't have questions, if they're not raising their hand or they're not emailing us looking for further thoughts, that limits our opportunity to connect and engage with our clients, our students our direct reports, our team members, our co-workers, our family. There's a limitation there. As a college professor, I actually thought very similar to my client. I need to be as explicit as possible. If they ask me a question, it might mean that there is a gap in my ability to convey information. Therefore, my goal is to reduce the number of questions asked, particularly in online learning, because I do teach an asynchronous course. That means I'm not teaching live. I am not there on a consistent basis for students. They're learning fairly independently. I do offer office hours. I do offer email communication. However, they are very much independently learning. And I used to get frustrated when students would email me and they would ask me questions about things that were already in my content. Sometimes people can ask questions about things that you know you felt you stated clearly, you've even maybe provided some additional resources, but those students that are really looking for that quick win don't wanna spend the time looking for the answer would email me sometimes at all hours of the night. And so I used to get frustrated. I used to get frustrated by that and redirect them back to the content in the course. But what I've now realized, just from really reflecting and sitting with the statement that was made by my client, that those were really missed opportunities for me to just connect with another human being. It became very prescribed or, that's probably not the right word, I'm not really sure what the right word is, but almost robotic. It was more, I was more frustrated and I'm sure the tone would come across in my emails, whether intended or unintended, the tone was there. Have you checked the course shell? Did you look in the introduction module? Did you read such and such an article? So rather than looking at that as an opportunity to connect and engage with someone else as a teacher, as a coach, as a mentor, as a guide, I would spend more time focused on their need to be a better student, perceptually, if you know what I mean. So remember, folks, this is very unscripted. So hopefully when I play this back, I will also feel that this episode is going to offer you the value that you need in order to maybe be thinking about how you respond when people ask questions or how you feel about questions being asked at all. So that's one thing. Questions offer an opportunity for people to connect and engage and for you to connect with them and them to connect with you. And when we think about the benefits of that, the more strong of a relationship or connection that they feel that they have with you, the more likely that they're going to learn, the more likely that they're going to take action, the more likely that they're going to invite a friend to learn alongside them, make a referral, or potentially stay working with you in multiple different capacities. They become your ambassadors because they'll feel seen and heard. So there's there's one benefit to not giving up your coaching calls and welcoming questions. Not as a sign of you not doing a good job, but actually doing a great job. Hey, Tracy Sheriff here. Are you tired of the revenue roller coaster? Are you looking for ways to sell a course or membership on autopilot? I thought you might be. That's why I partnered with Haley Burkhead, CEO of Recurring Profit, to sponsor this episode. I get it. When you already have a business that is working, it's terrifying to try something new. The key to making this work is plugging into a proven system that doesn't require your full attention. Haley has created a free training to teach you the A to Z roadmap for how to create an automated revenue stream that generates consistent 10K months. You can even customize the training based on whether you already have a course or membership or you just have an idea for one. Want free access? Go to recurringprofit.com forward slash automate. Plus, as a scale your course listener, when you sign up for the free training using our link, you will get access to her Trello board mapping out the entire recurring profit roadmap. Go to recurringprofit.com forward slash automate. When someone is asking questions, they're thinking more deeply about something. And thinking deeply is actually what you want people to do. We don't want people to just necessarily take everything we say and never question us. Yes, you might be an expert, but when people are questioning us, not only does it help stretch their thinking, it helps stretch our thinking. And I've changed my mind several times, well, more times than I can count, based on questions that have been asked or posed by students. I was just in a presentation this week where the speaker talked about how She had presented a slide to a group of students that she had presented over and over and over again. And a student said to her, I hate that slide. And when she asked and probed more deeply as to what did you hate about it? She actually realized the very message that she was trying to convey was completely misinterpreted by the student just based on her visuals. And that prompted her to rethink her visuals. And this is someone who is working towards her PhD, has done her dissertation on this research. And that just demonstrates that sometimes people posing questions helps us evolve in our own thinking. So there's this co-learning thing that can happen when students ask questions. So it can make you a better teacher. It can make your learner a better student. And again, more likely that they're going to continue to engage with you continue to learn, continue to take action, and continue to invite people in and continue to want to learn with you. So we have questions give us the opportunity to connect and engage and questions get us to think more deeply about what we're learning. What else can questions do? Questions can actually lead us to present better content for the next group of learners. It's not necessarily that you're trying to prevent that question from being asked again, but you can create content to better support the needs of your students, learners, participants when you create content that addresses the questions that they ask. So you're giving them more of what they want than more of what you think they need. So there's definitely a way to leverage questions in your content and your own evolution as an entrepreneur, teacher, guide, expert in your niche. Back to the learning piece for a moment. When someone is actually asking questions, they're moving from the knowing to the understanding phase of the learning process. And I will link another podcast episode that I did that talks about the difference between knowing and understanding. Often when people don't understand what you're saying or why you're saying it, then they're less likely to actually follow the direction or the suggestion that you provide. Asking questions helps build emotional intelligence. We want to be curious about the world. We want others to be curious about the world. And we want people to be able to connect their learning to their own lived experiences. So questions can support that and are such a good thing. And without questions that can't happen. I often talk to my college students about learning dispositions and the learning dispositions that are necessary for them to come and get the most out of the experience. Because if you're going to have to spend time with me by choice or by force, you might as well get something out of it. And curiosity is a learning disposition. So if we want students to come curious, we need to be open and encouraging and okay with People asking questions. I mean, in this podcast episode, we're talking about people asking us questions, but maybe you're somebody who's been told you ask too many questions. We think about little two and three-year-olds that are always asking us why over and over and over again, but what are they getting out of that experience? so much value right and we sometimes hold back as adults in asking questions so if you're someone who's known or prone to be a good question person or a good questioner think about this think about this and embrace that don't take it on as a negative you're challenging the status quo perhaps it's not something where you're um, challenging someone else's authority you're just challenging the way that they're presenting information. And you have a deep desire to learn more and to understand more so you can be more. So embrace it. If you are the questioner, I want you to embrace that role. Every good teacher needs good questioners in their classrooms, A 100%. There is nothing more uncomfortable than asking if there's any questions. And you have left 20 minutes at the end of the class for questions. I mean, if you're a really good facilitator, you'd be having them asking questions all the way along. But let's just, for the sake of this example, all relate back to that stunned silence where nobody puts up their hand. And you're asking yourself, you're standing at the front of the class or you're leading a group and you're like, do they not have questions because they don't understand? Do they not have questions because I presented so well? And that means... That's a good thing. Or is it a good thing? I don't know, right? You're, you're left with this awkward. What do I do now feeling? And sometimes you have to wait people out. If you are a facilitator and you ask a question like that and you get nothing back from your participants, sometimes you just have to wait that 10 or 15 seconds for that brave soul to put up their hand and ask the question that they're sometimes hesitant to ask. But that's another thing. Why are they hesitant to ask? Why are we conditioned? to believe that asking questions might be a bad thing or it might make someone uncomfortable or it might make us look silly or any of those other S words that you can put in there that sometimes people might be worried or fearful of projecting. I'm hoping that after you've listened to this short episode, that you'll think differently about the questions that you're being asked. If at all you're triggered in any level of annoyance, either from the person asking the question or judging yourself for the fact that people even have to ask you the question, I want you to think about this. Think about the opportunities that that question is bringing to you and to the person asking the question. Embrace it. Recognize that it gives you the opportunity to add more value to the world when someone asks you a question. They want to know your opinion. They want to better and more deeply understand your perspective. And they want to be better and do better. And that's why they're asking those questions. They're taking the time to ask. We need to take the time to answer and answer in a way that they feel supported and respected in order for us to cultivate those relationships that we need to have in learning communities. So again, this was an off-the-cuff, I don't know how this is going to sound after I edit this podcast episode, but I'm hoping I've given you some food for thought. Because if this is something that you've been struggling with, or you need a mind shift on, I'm hoping that I've offered that for you today because that's what I've offered to myself just through this constant reflection on that one statement that I haven't been able to get out of my mind. If you found this valuable, please share with a friend. My goal is to help you feel supported in becoming a better course creator, a better teacher, a better facilitator and guide of learning and if you can spread the word about Skill Your Course, I'm on a mission to help people think about teaching and learning in a deeper way, a more meaningful way, and to recognize the power that we have to change the world when we take on a teacher role. Have a wonderful day, and please come back and listen to Skill Your Course. Thanks for listening.